0: Have fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft? Don't miss Locked On's Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time at Locked On Network on Twitter. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's what we do, your team, every single day. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and Pretty much wherever you get to show. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where I will have all updates throughout the season, going with the Carolina Panthers throughout the week and on game days. Also, you want to follow me there, so you can tweet at me for a weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Get your questions in going ahead, starting right now, and I answer them on Friday, like we do throughout the rest of the preseason. And training camp, probably gonna find another day to do it throughout the season. But for right now, we're still gonna do it on Friday. So please get in those questions to me at Julian Council. On today's show, obviously, preseason opener against the Indianapolis Colts, Panthers lose, but really, it doesn't matter. It's preseason. What does matter is what we saw from guys like Will Greer and PJ Walker today. What we saw from some of those young rookie offensive players, what we saw from the defense, second team defensively, especially with the pressure that they got. So we'll get into all of that. Also, the starters did not play on Sunday. Will they play next Saturday night against the Baltimore Ravens? And did it make sense for Matt Rule not to play those guys? And also a bunch of other thoughts that we saw on Sunday as the Panthers lose to the Colts at the end of the game, what, 21 to 18. As Indianapolis kicks a game-winning field goal with about seven minutes left, or seven seconds rather left in the game. So just get into it right now. PJ Walker, he gets a start at quarterback Sam Darnold, and the entirety of the first team offense and all the starters for the Panthers did not play at all. On Sunday, they did get a workout in the beginning uh, of the day at Indianapolis, at the Colts Stadium, Lucas Oil Field, and That was it. That was the only time we saw them. They did not perform at all on Sunday, which we already knew going back to Friday when Matt Rule made the announcement that the starters would not get any time. P.J. Walker, though, he is battling Will Greer, as we know, for that backup quarterback position. Last year, he won it, got to start against Detroit later on in the season, replaced Teddy Ridgewater in that Week 17 loss to New Orleans Saints before even being pulled in that that game himself. But still, it's P.J. Walker. Has the continuity with the staff. Matt Rule, of course, in particular, having played for him back at Temple. There's a reason why they brought him in after he performed well in the XFL with the Houston Roughnecks. Comes out today 10 of 21 for 161 yards. One touchdown. His QBR, if that matters to you, 89.6. So I thought overall a solid showing from P.J. Walker. You can't take too much away from it, considering that he's not necessarily playing with the starters, he's playing with the second team, but you did see him have a decent rapport, Look like with David Moore. Terrace Marshall came out there and made some big plays. Tommy Trimble was way more than just a run-blocking tight end. He had a receiving touchdown in that game. Chuba Hubbard, who basically was the only running back available that I think will be on this roster this year as Reggie Bonifant was out He actually was able to make a big play in that game as well after kind of struggling behind that offensive line. P.J. Walker overall showed you the things that we've seen from him last season. He has a big arm. Absolutely. Um, The accuracy is up and down at points in time, but still thought he was just fine today. And I look at some of the throws that he had, particularly being able to make the play to get Terrace Marshall and have what the 60 yard reception, whatever it was for Terrace Marshall down the sideline. And then also hitting shy Smith on a ball down the sideline in the red zone that led to the next touchdown where he had to evade the rush and throw it down to Tommy Trimble. He's trying to throw it to Omar Bayless, but Trimble scores. And we later on find out that a, apparently rule wanted to time out there was some sort of miscommunication which we've had those issues a year ago back when teddy the quarterback just some miscommunication so that's something you want to get obviously brushed up once darnold's in there and the ones are in there but for the most part i like what i saw from pj walker i love what i saw from some of the rookie offensive players like terris marshall as advertised he looks like the real deal I actually, with the troubles that we had here in Charlotte, I don't know how it was for everyone else across the region, but with WSOC, Channel 9, barely being able to watch the game, I had to go and get an illegal stream on the internet. Don't tell you to go do that, but hey, you know, sports are free on the internet, by the way. Um, Had to go watch the Colts feed on NFL Network. And it was interesting to listen to the Colts analyst who was saying that he was shocked that Terrace Marshall did not go into first round. So to be able to get a first round talent like Terrace Marshall, who the Panthers had him graded as in the second round, and he's showing what he's shown so far, you'll love that. Chuba Hubbard, I like the pick just based on what he did at Oklahoma State a couple seasons ago when he led all rushers in Division I. Had injuries last season and throughout his career outside of that 2019 season. Looked pretty good considering what he was having to run behind. Shai Smith even made a play there. Tommy Trimble. I love what I saw from him. So there's a ton of promise from those young offensive skill players. So you have to be excited about that. You also have to be excited about the depth defensively that we saw from an edge rushing perspective. Marquise Haynes, four sacks last season. I don't think anyone ever talks about Marquise Haynes on this Panthers defense and what he does. And to go out there, get a strap, strip sack today. Detour Grossmatos, who was banged up a lot last season, didn't show you what you needed to see from him. But he is still young, becoming his second year, hopefully can be healthy this season. He gets a sack. Frankie Luvu, an outside linebacker who came from the Jets. He gets that sack of Jacob Easton on that fourth down. Even Christian Miller, who opted out last season, was even getting some pressure on the edge. So those four guys who... I don't know about Miller, whether what his standings gonna be with this, this coaching staff, especially not having played last season, but those four guys are adding depth just behind Brian Burns and behind guys like Morgan Fox as well, who did not play today behind Hassan Reddick, of course. So when you're looking at it, you got six, seven dudes who, you know, can get you pressure consistently. And they really made things tough for Jacob Eason in that first half. I love seeing that now on the other side of the line, though, with the offense line, they had some struggles today. You know, with the starters not being out there, you had Trent Scott at left tackle, you have Matt Caskett at left guard, Sam Tecklenburg at center, Deontay Brown at right guard, and Brady Christensen starting out at right tackle. They had issues, to say the least. And then for one of those guys, especially who had issues, Trent Scott, the most experienced player of the starting offensive line today for the Carolina Panthers, had multiple false starts listening to the broadcast. Steve Smith was out there saying that he looked like he was in over his head. And that's not a good um, thing for the Panthers when Greg Little didn't really seem to make any noise, which I guess not hearing his name is probably a good thing. But it's not like, you know, Greg Little, I think, wowed anybody today when he came in and he had to replace Trent Scott there in the second quarter because Trent Scott just could not perform the way that the Panthers needed him to do with the, with the fall starts. And there was a ton of those, especially later on in the game when Will Greer was in. There was three straight there in that third and two and the crowd noise got into those guys' heads. But those are five players who aren't going to make the roster likely. And then maybe Tecklenburg, who played the entire game, will. And that's kind of just a a, a hat tip to him for being out there for the entirety of it. Um, But that's an issue. And the offensive line depth seems to be an issue from what we saw, how they did not do the greatest job. It felt like run blocking, really protecting at all with P.J. Walker. And then for one of the guys like Trent Scott to struggle. All that means, though, is Cam Irving. It's his job to lose. He is in good position. If he can be healthy to win the left tackle job. Taylor Milton, I think the Panthers like him obviously more at right tackle. They're going to continue to give him reps at left tackle, but not a good day for Trent Scott, someone who's battling to be the left tackle. And also someone who didn't have a great day was Joey Sly. The struggles continue, and it would not be a Carolina Panthers game if Joey Sly wasn't going out there attempting a 60-plus yard field goal as uh, the host of the Locked on Bills podcast, who also lives here in Charlotte. Joe Marino tweeted out, and I, you guys have listen to me. I talk about how Matt Rule seemingly has the most confidence in Joey Slide than any other player on his roster, where he continuously asked him to go out there and kick comically long field goals, a 63-yarder today that he had the leg, but of course missed left, and then he missed an extra point, Uh, It was a 43-yarder that he had to attempt, and he missed that one. He even had a 41-yarder that he made, but the refs looked at themselves for a little bit, and they weren't quite sure whether he actually had made it or not. I'm still not quite sure he actually made it. It was a 41-yarder. That was too close. And even some of the kicks that he made, he was kind of pushing them to the right. So we know that Joey Sly has the leg, obviously. And he he worked with a sports psychologist this past offseason. Confidence is a major thing for all these kickers and for players in general, but especially the kicker position and where his confidence is going to be heading to the season. That will be interesting. But Joey Sly didn't offer you a ton of reason to feel confident in him moving forward. And I know a lot of people are going to be asking for the Panthers to go out there and find another kicker at this point in time. If they brought guys in OTAs, they brought guys in minicamp and none of them stuck to even get to camp. So I don't imagine there's really any NFL caliber kickers that are out in free agency available right now on august 15th and at this point in the preseason that's just the reality of the situation so unfortunately for the carolina panthers they're stuck with joey sly and they're gonna have to hope that joey sly can improve upon his first two seasons because if he doesn't you're gonna be in a bad situation when it comes to the kicking game and currently it feels like the carolina panthers are inning to another season where they don't have a kicker and it makes it even all the worse when you look at in the past with marty herney and drafting Harrison Bucker, him losing the job out to Graham Gano, Bucker now being with a Super Bowl caliber team annually with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then Graham Gano, who they let go of, goes to New York last year, has a fantastic season, gets a new contract, so that's going to be an issue for the Carolina Panthers, it looks like, with the kicker position, Joey Sly. We'll see what he looks like the rest of preseason, and in training camp, maybe Scott Fitter will go out there and try and find someone, but as I look at it, I don't really see there being any answer at the kicker spot, that's Readily available, who's going to come up and be an obvious upgrade to Joey Sly? If there was, the Carolina Panthers would have already done that, in my opinion. Now, do they need to make a upgrade at backup quarterback? Because right now, it looks like PJ Walker is clearly the lead. And did Will Greer even really get an opportunity? I'll talk about more of that on the other side here on Locked On Panthers. Y'all, the NFL season is back, and that means that it's time to start placing bets once again. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online, Get all of this news odds and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, college football, soon to be here, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, promo code LOCKEDON. The backup quarterback battle kind of taking more shape here on Sunday afternoon as the Panthers lose in Indianapolis to the Colts. But the score doesn't really matter. As I said, I really liked what I saw from P.J. Walker for the most part. Having the mobility that he has, I think it's going to be important behind this offensive line that I'm very curious to see if they're going to even allow this organization to take a proper evaluation of Sam Darnold this season. We didn't see Sam Darnold today. We'll maybe see him on Saturday night, I'm not quite sure we're going to see him until really third, the third preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But still, they have to figure out who the back quarterback is going to be. And it's important, because, as we see in the NFL, if you have a team where you've made obvious upgrades throughout your roster, especially defensively, and I know the hope for every team is to go to the playoffs. And if you want to be a playoff team, I think it makes sense to evaluate and find a number two quarterback who, if your starter gets hurt, can allow you to still go out there and chase your goals. The Philadelphia Eagles, back when Carson Wentz wasn't broken, and they were the number one seed in the NFC, he goes out, they had Nick Foles. Nick Foles, of course, goes on and leads him to a Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, and he's a valuable asset. As again, you saw another, I think a year later, when Wentz went down, they could bring in Nick Foles. So it's so important to have a backup quarterback and to have a veteran. And for years here in Carolina with Derek Anderson, someone who had been a, a starter in Cleveland, had been a Pro Bowler, for him to be the backup here in Carolina, that was something that you really liked, especially with Cam Newton, injuries that he had. And I look at the Chicago Bears right now, where I'm sure plenty of you guys had thoughts on what happened with Justin Fields in his debut on Saturday afternoon up there in Chicago. But having a quarterback room with Andy Dalton, who currently is a starter there in Chicago, and then also having Nick Foles, like that, They might not have anyone who's going to be a high-level starter in a National Football League this season. But when you look at actually having options and guys who've been to the playoffs in Dalton, and obviously Nick Foles who's been a Super Bowl MVP, and then you have a stud rookie quarterback, that's a quarterback situation that I don't necessarily hate. I don't know where the Bears are going to go from in the, in the future, but I just look at the one here in Carolina. There's major questions, obviously, with Sam Darnold and whether he can be the franchise here in Carolina. He's going to have the opportunity to do it this year. Obviously, I hope it works out for his sake, for the sake of the organization, for everyone who listens to this show and cares about this team. And after, after having nine seasons of Cam Newton and having a franchise quarterback with Carolina Panthers outside of Newton, really haven't had. You had the years of Jake Talon, where Jake was certainly a high-level starter for a lot of that period of time, but you know still didn't get to the, the where we wanted to go. And he went to the just like Cam, but he was never an MVP kind of player or an, an all-pro kind of player, but he was a solid player. And Carolina's hoping that with Sam Darnold, you can get the sustained success that David Seppard, Panthers owner, has promised us. But Darnold has not played a full 16-game season in the National Football League. And now you have 17 games. So if you just go based off of his history, you have to assume, which I, I hate to do, but you have to just be prepared for Sam Darnold to potentially miss three games this season. And if he misses three games, are you comfortable with P.J. Walker starting three of those games? Particularly if you look at the front part of the schedule where there's going to be a lot of toss-up games. I'm not, And that's where I think the Carolina Panthers really have to make it, get their wins with the last couple weeks with Buffalo. And of course, Tampa twice and New Orleans. We'll see where they're ending up with their quarterback situation in general. But still, early on that season, if you lose Sam Darnold for a couple weeks, can you still find ways to win football games? I like what P.J. Walker adds. I just don't know if P.J. Walker is good enough for the Panthers to... You know, in terms of their backup situation. And I saw there's jokes out there, people saying P.J. Walker's the best quarterback on the Panthers roster, which I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily the case. He's certainly not the most talented. most talented is obviously Sam Darnold. I don't know if I feel comfortable with any of the three quarterbacks currently on this roster when it comes to actually like throughout a full season, even, even with Sam Darnold. He's going to start, I can't even tell you feel confident with him as a starting quarterback. But if he goes down, I can't say I feel that much com- more comfortable with P.J. Walker Will Greer having to step up for a couple weeks. And for Will Greer, he didn't really get the opportunity I felt like today in the second half with that third string offensive line and also a ton of injuries on the offensive line in general. And they were conservative offensively, which changed their play calling because they wanted to protect the lead, which I respect in a way. It just sounded kind of insane to me with Matt Rule was like, look, if you're trying to get any sort of evaluation of what you have here, maybe allow Will Greer to go out there and try and make plays. And he was asked afterwards whether Will Greer would get a better shot or to be with the number twos next week against the Ravens. And he wasn't committed to that at all. So we have no idea if we're ever going to see Will Greer this preseason with the twos in a preseason game. If he's not there, then P.J. Walker is going to be the backup. And I I would say right now, and I I don't think it's I think clearly P.J. Walker is the number two quarterback. I think he will be the number two quarterback. And I do not believe Will Greer will be a Carolina Panther Once the 53-man cutdown comes, will he be picked up by another roster? I'm not sure. He might be a practice squad guy, which would be great to keep him here in-house, especially as a Charlotte guy. Right now, it's obvious Will Greer is not the backup. But should the Carolina Panthers consider bringing someone else in? We'll see how the rest of camp goes with P.J. And then across the NFL, if another uh, backup emerges, I don't think that you go out there and spend any sort of assets to bring in Nick Foles to this roster with the amount of money that he is still owed. Even though that would be awesome to have him, just don't think that's what the Carolina Panthers should be looking to do right now. So I am a little concerned about the back of the quarterback position. I liked what I saw from P.J. Walker. I just still think that maybe the Carolina Panthers might want to see what other options that they have out there. All in all, and I mean, a positive start for P.J., for sure. And I like what you saw from the rookies offensively with him. I like what you have in P.J. Walker just maybe... Maybe want to look at the rest of the options out there. And Scott Federer always said he'll be in on every deal. And I'm sure he'll be in on trying to figure out whether he, P.J. Walker, is the right guy for the Carolina Panthers as the backup quarterback heading into the season. And also heading into the season, we'll figure out whether we're going to see the starters at all. Sam Darnold did not start on, on Sunday. Neither did any of the offensive starters or defensive starters. Should they have played or will they play next week? We'll get into all of that here on Lockdown Panthers in just a moment. Y'all been telling about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And Built Bar now has nine delicious flavors that you can try. And people love these bars, including yours truly. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone and something for you to go out there and try right now. Make sure to go get a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. That's right. 18 Built Bars all in one box. You get all the flavors. They're all covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are also healthy too. They have 17 grams of protein in most flavors, only about 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your cell phone. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All right Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box and how we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com I saw a lot of thoughts from people about the starters not playing on Sunday against the Colts and For the most part, I had no problem with Matt Rule not wanting these guys to play. Now, it is interesting, like J.C. Horn, he's already considered a starter. We saw the unofficial depth chart. He is also a rookie, though. So, I want to see a rookie in J.C. Horn actually go out there and play football. I don't think he's someone who should have been exempt from not playing on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Terrace Marshall, second-round pick, you got a first-round grade on. He played, but J.C. Horn's not going to play. I get it. You need him. You don't want to have any sort of injuries at the at the cornerback spot. Especially now you look at Troy Pride Jr. unfortunately suffering what appeared to be a knee injury, having a difficult time getting off the field. It was honestly wild to me that the cart didn't just come out to bring him off in the first place. He appeared to faint when watching the broadcast because he was in so much pain. So it's just weird to me the Carolina Panthers medical staff and training staff did not do more to try and get him off the field via a cart in the first place. So that is, that's going to take away from cornerback depth. So I understand, you know, not trying to lose that, especially now with um, AJ Boye who suffered his injury throughout training camp and he's going to be out the first two weeks of the season anyway. I just still thought it was a little curious that Jason Horn, who's yet to play in the National Football League, was uh, given a day off on Sunday because he is a starter. So he's a starter, but he hasn't earned his his stripes here in the National Football League quite yet. But then again, you look at it, the joint practices, that's a more controlled environment. So the ones getting about 60 reps, as Matt Rule said, throughout the week, which basically is what they would get on a Sunday. And they're not even going to get that many reps uh, in preseason as we, as we traditionally see. Um, it makes more sense to have the ones perform against the Colts ones in a uh, joint practice. And they're going to do the same thing coming up this week against the Ravens as they're going to try and again have another measuring stick and see how they stack up against a playoff team and a team in Baltimore who certainly has Super Bowl aspirations. I don't know if they have the talent wide receiver to do it, but certainly they have one of the better quarterbacks in the league, one of the young stars in Lamar Jackson, who's been in the playoffs three straight years. He's been MVP of the league. Fantastic player, as we all know. But it will be interesting to see how things go with that and whether the starters play next week. Now, Sam Darnold, someone who obviously did not play on Sunday, I see tweets from people all across the, uh, the country on their thoughts because this is the only play, uh, preseason game going on. And it's on NFL Network, of course, for folks out there who weren't in the area to be able to watch. And I saw people say, since when is Sam Darnold good enough to not play in the preseason? And I get why he didn't play. When you're starting offensive line with Trent Scott, Matt Kasky, Sam Tecklenberg, Deontay Brown, Brady Christensen, you're not going to put them out there. But also when you're actual starters like Cam Irving and Matt Paradis who were in and out of the rotation this week because of injuries, aren't necessarily whether they're going to be available or not, why would you want to put Sam Darnold behind that? So Matt Will made the right decision by not starting Sam Darnold and having him play today when the offensive line is not even healthy. Now, at a certain point in time, he's going to have to see Sam Darnold in actual preseason action. He's already said he'll be there out for week three against Pittsburgh. Will he be there Saturday night in the home opener, if so to say, uh, against, uh, against the Ravens? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see him again, particularly if the injuries on the first-team offensive line continue, and if Matt Rule feels like he's seen enough of Sam Darnold and the first-teamers throughout the week with joint practices. So don't be surprised at all if that's the case. I I don't blame him for doing that. I don't think it's a terrible decision. It makes a lot of sense to me. Obviously, as someone has to sit here and watch the full preseason game, I would like to see Sam Darnold actually get live reps, in these kind of situations and to deal with the crowd noise, as Will Greer had to deal with um, in the second half and trying to be able to deal with those situations. But the Panthers staff apparently believes that they saw what they needed to see with some of those first teamers throughout the week. But Brian Burns, I don't think we really need to see Brian Burns in preseason. And I kind of like the approach that like Sean McVay makes. With his quarterback saying, like, I'm never going to play Matt Stafford in the preseason as long as he's here in L.A. You have Brandon Staley, who's now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, who was the defensive coordinator last year with the Rams. He's saying the same thing with Justin Herbert. I'm not going to play Justin Herbert in the preseason. He's not going to play guys like Austin Eckler in the preseason. He's not going to play Derwin James in the preseason. He's also not going to play Keenan Allen. So I get that. But those guys have kind of earned it. Like, so far with Sam Darnold, his three years in the league, he hasn't earned – the right to not play in the first preseason game or play in the preseason at all. He'll play in the preseason, as we know. But I understand why Matt Rule made a decision based off of the injuries that he had in the offense line and not putting Sam Darnold in a bad situation early on in his Panthers career. Because again, I've talked about this. Confidence is going to be so key for Sam Darnold to have success in this offense this year. If he does not feel confident, he does not feel comfortable behind that offense line. It's hard for me to see him have success with the Carolina Panthers this year and come coming up in 2021. That said. I want to see him on Saturday night. I think it would be good, obviously, for the organization and just for the fans who are going to be there on Saturday to actually get to see the first team starting quarterback who Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer are basically banking on to be the franchise quarterback. Now, in no way are either one of these guys going to be on the hot seat if things don't work out for Sam Darnold. But still, Matt Rule, last year, you bring in Teddy Bridgewater. He's already gone. Now this year, you bring in Sam Darnold. If it doesn't work out, There's going to be a lot of questions on your ability to evaluate a quarterback. And also would be questions on the ability of Scott Fitter or why he comes in and they don't bring one. Because you don't see a lot, mainly in the NFL, when you see a new head coach, a new GM, you typically see those guys draft a franchise quarterback within like their first two years. Now, it's the first year of those guys together. They opted not to take Mac Jones. They opted not to take Justin Fields. Both those guys had positive debuts in the preseason. And we'll see how their situations play out in Chicago, and New England, respectively. Right now, Sam Darnold is a starter for the Carolina Panthers. I want to see him on Saturday night. I think a lot of people obviously want to see him because we just need to see where exactly he's going to fit in with the Panthers in terms of how this offense is operating um, heading into the 2021 season. Try and build some sort of momentum and continuity throughout actual game situations and not just control practice environments. So we'll see what happens on Saturday night. Again, I agree with Matt Roll what he did on Sunday. Just want to see more of Sam Darnold and his first team offense starting on Saturday. And then, of course, we'll see him week three against Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network. Again, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check it out on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to the show. Follow me on Twitter, at Council, where you can DM me or at me for a weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. Get those questions in right now. I'll go ahead and look at them, have them ready to go for Friday's show. Thank you guys for doing that. Appreciate your insight. Appreciate you listening to the show and appreciate to finally have an actual football game to talk about. We'll continue to break down what we saw on Sunday throughout the rest of the week and leading into the Ravens joint practices and the home opener on Saturday. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.